Chapter Twenty Three of Stories of the Lifeboat by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Wrecked in Port. The spacious harbour of Milford Haven, on the southwest of Pembrokeshire, the finest in the kingdom, and large enough to shelter the whole British fleet, was a few months ago the scene of a most gallant rescue by a crew of south wales lifeboatmen on the thirtieth of january eighteen ninety four the full-rigged iron ship loch shiel of glasgow was stranded on thorn island at the entrance to the haven she was bound for australia with a general cargo and had on board thirty-three persons seven of whom were passengers as soon as the vessel struck the captain tried the pump and found that there was a quantity of water in the hold and that the ship was rapidly sinking by the stern he at once ordered the boats to be lowered then a mattress was brought on deck soaked with paraffin oil and lighted as a signal of distress the flare was seen by the coast guard at st anne's head several miles away and they telegraphed the news of the disaster to the lifeboat station at angle obedient to the summons the lifeboat put off to the rescue meanwhile several of the shipwrecked men had been forced to take refuge in the mizzen rigging and others had climbed over the jibboom and landed on the rocks presently the lifeboat came dashing along in splendid style on nearing the vessel the anchor was dropped and the boat's bow brought close to the mizzen rigging to which six men could be seen clinging one of these was an invalid passenger and great difficulty was experienced in getting him on board more than once the men expected to see him lose his hold and fall into the sea but he fortunately had sufficient strength to hold on till he reached the arms stretched out to save him the remaining sufferers were then quickly taken out of the top the anchor was hauled in and the boat pulled round to the lee side of the island to take off the remainder of the crew and passengers mr myerhouse the honorary secretary of the angle branch of the royal national lifeboat institution who had accompanied the boat and edward ball and thomas rees two of the crew now landed taking with them a rope and a lantern they crawled along the edge of the cliff until they arrived above the spot where the people had taken refuge they then lowered the rope over the cliff and in spite of the darkness of the night and the fury of the storm they hauled up the remainder of the crew and passengers of the loch shiel one of whom a lady was in a very weak and exhausted condition but the rescue was not yet completed the return journey had yet to be made along the narrow and dangerous pathway in some parts barely a foot wide the difficulties of the passage 
were further increased by having to guide the rescued and exhausted persons to the credit of mr Meyerhouse and his two men be it told that after great exertions and several narrow escapes they succeeded in bringing all in safety to the place where the lifeboat was waiting as a very heavy surf was running it was decided that the boat should make two trips twenty persons were accordingly put on board and landed at angle then she returned immediately to the island for the remainder at half-past six on the following morning she completed her second journey and the whole thirty-three men and women were again in safety on the mainland some of the rescued people were taken to the residence of mr Meyerhouse and were most kindly cared for by him and his family others were taken charge of by other residents some time afterwards the following letter was received by mr Meyerhouse from the captain of the vessel glasgow twenty first of february eighteen ninety four dear sir you and your dear lady and your household and all the inhabitants of angle please accept my humble thanks for the great kindness you all did to me and to my crew and passengers on the thirtieth and thirty-first of january eighteen ninety four firstly in taking us from the wreck of the ship lock shiel on thorn island and then having us at your house and other houses in angle for some considerable time thirty-three people in all i am dear sir thomas davies master of the ill-fated ship lock Shiel of glasgow a highly gratifying letter was also received by the honorary secretary from the owners of the vessel conveying their thanks for the services rendered to the crew and passengers the crew of the ship also wrote expressing their thanks to the lifeboatmen for saving their lives and to those who afterwards supplied them with food and clothing the silver medal of the royal national lifeboat institution was awarded to mr Meyerhouse, thomas rees and edward ball in recognition of the bravery displayed by them in going to the edge of the cliffs and rescuing the remainder of the passengers and crew and in afterwards conducting them to a place of safety the royal lifeboat institution the story of whose noble work we have followed is supported solely by voluntary contributions and to our credit as a nation be it said that this admirable society has never appealed in vain for funds to carry on its work to the usual sources of revenue annual subscriptions donations and legacies another has been recently added known as lifeboat saturday originated in manchester in eighteen ninety one by mr c w Macara, it rapidly spread from place to place till now nearly every important town 
both maritime and inland sets apart one saturday in each year to collect funds for this purpose a procession is organized and one or two fully manned lifeboats are hauled through the streets and where there is water launched at a convenient place the presence of the boats and their crews never fails to arouse the greatest enthusiasm the object of this movement is to further increase the funds of the institution that they may be able not only to reward the crews but also in the event of loss of life or permanent injury to health to compensate those and all dependent on them for support i have just been informed by the secretary of the royal national lifeboat institution that already this year august eighteen ninety four they have granted rewards for saving nearly five hundred lives the lifeboatmen are all volunteers and as we have seen each time they go out on service they literally take their lives in their hands as the president of the board of trade recently said i trust the time will never come when the english public will abdicate their duty and their highest privilege of supporting such a noble institution end of chapter 23 end of stories of the lifeboat by frank mundell